Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, audio listener, don't skip this episode. Audio quality was a bit shoddy. Um, We were in the back of the Blue Front Cafe. We had a little AC unit uh, running to keep us cool. And it was just too damn hot to turn that off. So um, I adjusted everything as best I could. And hang out, and I'll see you at the end. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in this interview. All right, peace. Flash arrest. We simply says this. All of our loved ones, if this were to come tonight, before you and I... the gospel and you don't feel anything then you are in your most dangerous position welcome you to porch talk we are at the uh, back room of the blue front cafe we got rl superbad and matt mason and philip sable of Groove Johnson. What up? And Alan uh, Aldridge of Groove Johnson as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's official now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Played the blue front with us. Yeah. So, man, just to open this up, RL, I wanted to uh, start with you. Um, man, how did you get into making your instruments and where did all that come from? I uh, just I moved to Clarksdale, come to Clarksdale in February of 08. And uh, I think it was. Yes. The homemade jams with young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a homemade guitar and bass, a muffler for a body. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's kind of cool. And then over at uh, King Biscuit, there'll be a label playing some cigar box, homemade guitar. Wow. So I went back to Indiana. You know, I was just here for the summer then. Went back to Indiana and told my friend to start looking for something. Mm-hmm. Guitar, and she found this sickle laying out the trash. And I made a guitar out of it. And I, you know, and I saw Super Chicken. I used, I, you know, he worked on cars and made stuff before. Mm-hmm. So I uh, got into guitar stuff. I try to keep it raw, you know, like old school. They're not all fretted nicely and perfectly in intonation, mostly slide guitars. Yeah. And guys, I mean, just about today and about this week, the, the festival and being in Ventali, I mean, what, is this, what does this mean to you? 49th anniversary? 49th. Oldest, longest running blues festival in the I, U.S.? Yeah, I couldn't believe I'd been down here for 11 or 12 years before. I'd been in Mississippi for 11 or 12 years before i come down here. Like, nobody said much about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was that big a deal. And I'd come down and sit man. Yeah. It was bad. It I'll was tell you. Like, you know, within the first couple hours, I'm helping Jimmy do stuff, working on a guitar or something. And, uh, I don't know if that was the same day you got here. Mm-hmm. Same time he got here. The next day. Anyway, so he was playing and working on Jimmy's guitar, and setting up, looking up electricity, and 
Yeah, I'll tell you the first time we ever played here when you played with us when you got there and you was playing the jug but, yeah, with the single string bass. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something totally different building the instruments, but then getting really good at it. I remember just admiring your skill when you were plucking the jug, man. That stuff was uh, awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, Tuesday night after my set, <clears throat> I played, put my bass up and played with McKinley Williams, mm -hmm. Blues Man Williams, and uh, Blues then Man Jimmy came in and all three of us played. Man, that Ain't nothing quite that, like that. Huh? That was cool. Yeah, it's about as, about as much fun as you're going to have in middle of nowhere in central Mississippi that's for sure yeah I remember like the first time I had you on the show Philip we were we were just talking about Benton and the blue front and what it means it's like world famous it wouldn't be nothing for someone to fly in from Japan but at the same time someone just 50 miles north may have never heard of it yeah yeah it's yeah. so bizarre it is that's the crazy thing people claim they know blues but you ask them where the where Bentoni is and they have no clue right. you just tell them South the Gazoo City that's all you can say yeah. So how many years have uh, have you been involved with uh, well, meeting Jimmy and then like walking up to start playing in the festivals? Probably about two, about two years now. For the first time I came over here, I guess yeah. it's been about two years ago. Yeah. And then uh, the first festival I played in was last year, and it was, you know, mostly online. There were some people out here, but it wasn't quite like this year. But yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but I I played here probably seven or eight times now in the, in the two years, and sat here with Jimmy countless days and. Learn. We come over here. I came over here with Gilbert a couple of times during during the pandemic, you know, and just be me, him, and Jimmy sitting here for a while, just helping him out with some stuff, getting getting some firewood for him or whatever, you know. I know when I was just first time I came down here just to meet Jimmy, and uh, you know we had a brief little blues lesson, and then came back down for the interview, and he gave me another short lesson, and you know on the way home I was thinking. That sure wasn't a lot, but when I got home to practice what he taught me, I was like, oh, this is this really is a handful. Yeah, that's why he gives it to you a little bit at a time. That's yeah. what Matt told me, I, you know, when we when we hung out the other day, and, and uh, when I left, I left his acoustic in Bentonia tuning, mm -hmm. and he said y'all played around with it for a while, and yeah, that's a, it's, it's something, it sure is. That's yeah. what this guy outside just a little minute ago, he recorded me telling him what the Bentonian tuning was. He was he was like I tried to tell it to him, write it down, and he was like, I don't know about that. So this is C sharp, G sharp, C sharp, E, G sharp, C sharp, and it's a little south of that. I know just playing on that set, man, I could not wait till the back end till it got to Bentonian because I knew it was, you know, C sharp and there's a box. Yeah. And uh No more thinking. Just yeah, feel then yeah, yeah. it's all grooving at that point. So uh You've been around uh, this entire week, right? Yeah, here Tuesday about 11 a.m. Yeah, so you've been playing every day? Or? I, play, I had a show Tuesday night. That's all I had got to do. They had you know, a little more schedule. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it was too hot to come down to jam early in the day. Yeah, like, what about just Ben Tony to you? Like playing in Clarkston, that's it's a pretty fairly known blue site. Uh, yeah. What do you think about like maybe some of the differences in styles? Well, there's a that's hard. Like there's a lot of people around Clarksdale playing this stuff. Yeah. You know, like my buddy Sean Apple, he come down here and hung out with Jack Owens. Yeah. For three months, camped in the yard, mm -hmm. and learned from him. And before that, he was like, you know, more folk music. 
rock loops. And he come down hung, hung out with Jack and Bud. And, uh, you know, so he picked up that kind of Antonio style and the hill country style. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that down in Clarksdale. And then you got the Delta Blues. I don't know at all. It's a lot. It it's all goes together. Right. But there's a difference. Especially difference. hill country and Bentonia. Yeah. They're, 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 they got the same kind of rhythmic pattern and stuff. The only real difference is the tuning, you know. A lot of hill countries and EMG and a lot of a lot of Bentonia ships and C sharp. So, and just to Van uh, to open up the door for talking a little more about this place. Is, I mean, how did you get introduced? Was it through Gilbert? Powell? Gilbert, yeah. I went to high school with uh, Gilbert's son. I've known Gilbert since I was young, and since I started playing music, we, me and Matt, have been in I don't know, probably five, six bands by now together, and uh, we've always played blues, but we played other stuff too, and and. Gilbert was always trying to get me to come down there. You know, I'd play at the fairgrounds or something. He'd, he'd come up to me after the show, man, you got to come to Bentonia with me. And finally, one day, I was like, all right, man, I'm going to come down there with you. Yeah. So I met him in town and rode out here early one morning, and we sat here all day. And then it was here, that same day, yeah. Then here came Matt. Yeah, and then Matt, I think Matt came with me the next time mm-hmm. I came down. Yeah, the first time we ever played, it was uh, Ryan Lee Crosby was headlining. Me and Phil played before that. RL played before that. And when we played our set, RL played, like I said, on the on the joke. That was fun. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, them young guys were here that night, too, weren't they? Uh, Red, Red and all mm-hmm. them. Okay. No, I never met them. Or, I have, but I haven't you played met with them. At the, you, didn't, you didn't meet them at Money Road, either? Mm-hmm. No, sure didn't. It's Money Road. So, RL, what about you as far as, like, finding out about the place? Was it through Gilbert, or how did you find it? No, it's through online, through Clarksdale, probably. Yeah. I'm not through, you know, Parksdale yeah. schedules. He has schedules for the whole state. Yeah. So I guess it was something different you know, I hadn't been to. I, maybe I, I finally talked to somebody. Yeah, I finally talked to somebody and been to it. And they told me how cool uh, camping and stuff was. And so I just want to try it out. But I had no idea it was still this cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like when I got to Clarksdale, it was really cool. So was you uh, in the music and playing music before you moved to Mississippi? No, when I came to Mississippi, I was just, I had an electric guitar. I, I took a couple lessons in 99. I bought an acoustic car, acoustic guitar, took like three lessons. Yeah. Practiced for a couple of months, and I was like, I have to do this crap, man. This is too hard. <laughs> Sold the guitar, and then I... Started making your own yeah, instruments. So, yeah, and I, had, I bought an electric guitar at flea market on the way here, but I wasn't playing it. Well, then I started making them before I was even playing. And uh, I took some lessons at the uh, Delta Blues Museum down there. It's mostly for kids, but for anybody. And uh, on bass. And then. Uh, Took a little lessons from Hill Country guys, like R.O. Boyce and uh, Sean Apple, and then, and then, but I don't pick stuff up the same as most people do. Like, you know, I, Jimmy told me, he taught me the same thing he did Phil, mm-hmm. but I it twists around in my head and <laughs> comes out a little different. Yeah. If you didn't notice. Yeah, I mean, it's just so being able to catch your set, man. It was uh yeah, so uh, it's definitely unique. So it's, I started making them, and then my buddy, Mr. Tater, he was a street musician down in Clarksdale, 
rode his bike around, played out in front of Cathead and all over, was set at the shows, like Ground Zero or Red, sat there at the end of the night, the people let him get up and sing with him. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but, so I record a CD with I bought a little uh, recording studio, real cheap. I recorded some did her CD. He passed away like two months before we're done. And uh, so the name of it was Tater the Music Maker Super Bad. And the first song was Acoustic Super Bad, and the last was Electric. So he passed away, and I finished the CD and released it. And got it. Raised money, got him a plaque on the sidewalk down in front of Club 2000 where he had his Sunday night jams yeah. and all his birthday parties and stuff. And I still wasn't playing very much. I wasn't getting a lot of musicians coming, so I had to start doing something. And I hated talking to the mic, so I just got up there and started, you know, using the little bits I picked up here and there. And Making noise, huh? Yeah, so I think and then some musicians felt sorry for me. They started coming to help me out. Like, <laughs> but, you know, just playing with all them guys, man. You know, R.L. Boyce is who you know, I first started kind of hanging out with before I started playing. But then I started, when I started playing the bass, he was one of the first ones I played with. And I tell you, like, I, I've yeah. been exposed to this blues scene in Mississippi for about six months and I mean these are really soft to earth people like I mean Jimmy Doug Holmes I mean the amount of humility cool. shit yeah, yeah. R.L. Boyce you know yeah he's yeah. laid back man R.L. Jimmy Joe Ayers yeah all of them Trenton Cedric all of them who's there mm -hmm. one is Johnny Billington man from Clarksdale Houston but we opened for Cedric that time and all he, he you know in between sets we went out to the car with him hung out and all Cedric wanted to talk about was how big the girls butts were from Israel like they had just got back from playing in Israel and I was like man how cool is that it's like the girls had big butts man and I was like I was like yeah where the show's cool he's like them butts were big yeah <laughs> Cedric's wild man him and Trenton and Trenton's like when they played together back you know I like Cedric's stuff now and yeah but I like Trenton so when they were they played together back in the day, just Cedric and Trenton, Cedric Burnside project, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trenton, you know, he's kind of shy and stuff, and he, but he's a badass, yeah. you know, on the guitar. And he's a cool, he's a cool fella too. And guys, I can't tell you, uh, Groove Johnson, uh, Philip and Matt, thank y'all so much for inviting uh, oh, me to play with y'all. Our pleasure. You killed it. Tore the bass apart. <laughs> killed it. I was grooming with you the whole time, man. Yeah. Absolutely. That was uh. You know, like, usually I'm doing my singer-songwriter thing. And yeah. It's good to be, like, back in a unit because, like, I don't feel like it's just me. Which yeah, it's yeah. It's not, you know. You got to fill all the space, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be able to just sit back and, like, groove out. I play a lot of solo shows, and, I, you know, we do a lot of shows, us two. And we have another band, a full band. So, yeah, it's a lot. Those solo shows, you get about two and a half hours into a solo show and you're like, man, I wish there was somebody up there to help me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Come yeah, on, company, my crankings, my company. Where you at? Yeah, then we got Mr. Superbad. I mean, he's he's making all kind of sounds with all kind of different instruments. So, man, that's Tell us a little bit about your diverse. setup going on out yeah. there. Well, you know, normally I play through a bass amp, guitar through like a, a bass speaker. 
Country boy shaker. Plastic BBs in it. Yeah. Airsoft pellets with a little bungee cord around my foot. You know, yeah. Percussion. I usually have a stand with a bigger percussion thing, but you know, I just did a simple setup. Yeah, cool yeah man, having that sound like that, the monitors and all that shit, you can hear yourself. So mm -hmm. just, you got to go in earlier with that hi hat sound with that foot with the slide guitar going. I was. I, like, oh, yeah. we going on. I like that a lot. I like playing with you. There's a couple of times where we got to play together, and I remember oh, you telling man. me, like, I was one of the few people that could kind yeah. of get get yeah, the ideas. I've had, I've had guitar players and uh, drummers walk off stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you aren't going, you aren't, you got to do. Uh, What's your pattern, man? Like, man, like, we can't follow you. Like, Shut uh, up and feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, people, you know, like Philip. Bill Abel, man, he, you know, he can play anything, but he picks right up. He made me sound so good. <laughs> and drummers, wow. I'd really like to get that girl to play. Maya? Galia? No. The girl that was playing drums, everybody. Maya? She's from Jackson. I have no idea. I've never no. heard of her before. Like her? Huh? Like her? Yeah. I think I know you're talking about. Maya. Tiles, Jackson. Okay. Man, she yeah, check her out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was playing this year. I think she got here Wednesday. Yeah. Man, man, she was killer. I'm ready for like uh, we get later in the night. Just to see uh, some lightning Malcolm and such. Yeah. Who's, That's what like who's going to be on stage with who later though. So right? yeah, I'm just going to leave my stuff up there and hope that somebody's like, hey you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to try getting bass up there and see if I can get it set up and just have it set and play with RL. I played with R.L. I played yeah. with him at the Best School of 19 on the stage Saturday yeah. and here. With, that yeah. one night we had Jimmy, R.L., yeah. uh, Miss Australia, which yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Honey Bee. We played with her, yeah. Honey Bee. Yeah, Honey Bee mm -hmm. and uh, somebody else. But yeah, just that whole man. I was like that, the Grammy night where we had, it was me, D. Carp, 19th Street Red, Jimmy Duck, Mississippi Marshall. Mississippi Marshall and him. And that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's my playing bass, too. Heck yeah. I can't remember who that was. Yeah, that was great. Was probably, you get into that out here. Was it uh, Malcolm's 
grandson? Did he have a sweet mullet? Oh, Mississippi Marshall's grandson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cat's from Idaho, and he looks it, son. And yeah. you go talk to him, he sounds it, too. He's yeah. cool as could be, but he, I don't think he's but like 17, maybe 18 now. Yeah, he's a young cat, he's, but he, he's, he, he, he put out he's a big old boy, too. Yeah. You ain't met him? He looked, I haven't met him, yeah. yet, but he had that look. Like yeah, and, yeah. He's, and he, you talk to him, he's so... He's so nice and cordial, you know what I mean? Like, I he doesn't sound like he's from the South, because we, you know, the, the land of hospitality really ain't most of the time, you know. Right. It is, but it ain't. Yeah. It Hospitable if we know you. Yeah. <laughs> Big sound. And so, uh, just But yeah, but, oh, uh, I was going to say, well, you know, saw we were playing so early, and, and I was like, man, I really really would like to play later on in the day, but then I go looking at the lineup for the rest of the day, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> We're so lucky to be playing on that day, you let's, know? Yeah, let's just talk so. about that a little bit. So, I mean, we started out RL Superbet. Yeah. Uh, Drew Johnson, I mean, we got Nick Wade on, on stage, stage right, right now. now. Yeah. Uh, who got Lightning Malcolm tonight? Yeah, you got Lightning Malcolm and RL Boys uh, and Jimmy Duck at some point, yeah. yeah. I want to say Red plays. Red, 19th next. Street Red's next, yeah. then Lightning, and then uh, RL, and then it'll be... Pandemonium, hopefully we can get up there. That was like the night. I'm going to try to slip that in. I played with Lightning one time. He came to Philadelphia and played at the Blues Cafe we used to have. And I, I put in word to a few people around. Once I found out he was playing, I was like, hey, man, tell Lightning let me play with him. And uh, he was like, all right. You know, so I, I got up there, and I was only going to play like two songs with him. And then he he had played like a show earlier that day, had a show the next day, and he was like, man, can you sing? Like, yeah, I can sing a little bit. You know, he was like, all right, well, uh, play the rest of this set. <laughs> okay. And I just start playing Hill Country stuff, man. He's looking back at me grooving. Yeah. He remembers who I am, and then I recorded uh, part of his set last year out here, and I mixed and mastered it and sent it to him. So, he's, so he said he liked Built it. somewhat of a music relationship. Trying to, man. He's a cool dude, though. He always yeah. remembers me when I talk to him, so that, you know, makes you feel good. Yeah. So guys, uh, I mean, you've been here since Tuesday. So, uh, yeah. I mean, what's been some of the most memorable moments as far as on the stage so far? Uh, for me, or just overall? overall Both. Like, Let's think it probably are real too well, bad. Like today was probably uh, <laughs> playing with Jimmy and, and uh, McKinley. McKinney was really cool. Yeah, blues man's wild. And uh, but set today, man, it just. Felt so good. Man, it sounded so good too. That guy, yeah, oh, do you know his name? Guy running sound is a phenomenal job. He does a great job. Sounded, yeah, you sounded great. Yeah, you, you sounded really good. I don't know how we sounded out there, oh, but great, yeah, man. you sounded great. But yeah, he he got here Wednesday, man. The sound was so cool. Yeah. Everybody. He was, but one that uh, Jesse uh, Cotton Stone played. Yeah. Well, at the end of the set, Jimmy got up with you, and I think a lot of people play with with Duck, kind of make sound make Duck sound different, like they play guitar a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, Jesse was right on. Man. Yeah. And it, it was I, I was really surprised. Yeah, and it, Duck sounded, and then Duck was doing a little bit more than he normally does. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I like. And then last night, just one Jesse was playing, and they did a song where Jesse starts singing it, and Jimmy come in and finished it out. I think it was Captain. That was kind of 
That's uh, yeah, some of the most fun I've ever had was when me and him got to be Jimmy Duff's backing band. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a couple shows out here when we just because nobody else around could play that. You know, yeah. I had to when we played with D Carp out here. He, he got up on stage and Jimmy Duck got up there with him and Deke looks at me and he goes, what is this dude playing? And I was like, it's just C-sharp, man. Just, just find some C-sharp. And he played basically bass notes the whole time, but he was like, thank you. Thank you, because, you know, and if you don't know it, if you're yeah. coming in and you have no idea what he's playing, you're not missing to find it unless you're just no, mad. because you can't even watch the guitar yeah, because yeah, it's cause tuned it's tuned so crazy, yeah. But, yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, we were supposed to play... Uh, we were going to be Jimmy Duck's backing band for the Hill Country Picnic. Yep. But it, it fell through. Yep. Yeah. The contract with him and him and them fell through for whatever reason. None yep. of my business, but... Actually, that, being on the docket with him, I was looking so forward to that. Yeah. That would be such a big accolade in music for sure. Crazy. Mm. To be Jimmy Duck's backing band. Just to play band. on that porch is an accolade. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. yeah it is. That's, it's a story that, yeah. I, that I'm going to tell. For There's a lot of people, man. We're long after this, places, you know, long after we're gone, you you know, you'd be able to... Like, my name's on a couple of them posters on the walls out there, and I was just like... <laughs> what if one of my kids wanders in here 30 years from now and sees that? Like, yeah. yeah. This is where I'm bragging myself a little bit here. Do it. Mm -hmm. When I first I got here, I think Tuesday, the first time in, in 2019, and I didn't get up and play Tuesday night. And uh, early in the morning, somebody was in the cafe and you know, I was camping out right across the street, like straight across from the cafe. Uh, somebody was in there wanting Jimmy to play. I said, man, can I get up on the bass with you? Bucket there? Yeah, oh, man. So your, bro your brother, John, has heard me play down at Barstow. He's one of the teachers at the museum, Delta Blue Museum. Mm -hmm. He goes, all right, all right, go get it. Jimmy plays a couple of songs. I'm playing with him. He turns around and goes, Shit, man! I didn't know you could did that. Yeah, that's what's up. That make you awesome. feel good way down, though. Well, that, you know what I mean? Then, yeah. like at eleven thirty in the morning, he had a tour group come to me, like uh, where they were from, Europe, whatever. Yeah. I think they were from Massachusetts, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, this was like in 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. None of them could speak English. Oh, well, definitely <laughs> not from Massachusetts. A, you know, they had a buffet. Yeah, you might be. But me and Jimmy played for them you know, like 20 minutes out in front of them. Yeah. So I got something. That was cool. Yeah, cool. Yes. You remember the first night I was here? You remember the Japanese guy that stayed here all night and yeah. then finally got up there and played and killed it? Uh, I'm, I'm good buddies with him now on Facebook. Tomoyoko Ishii. Uh, shout out. <laughs> He's a bad dude, though. He is, man. He plays like uh, like real old school, like Robert Johnson type stuff. Uh -huh. and he, yeah, he's good, man. He was like, I never play with anybody else. I was like, all right, get up there and do it then, dog. <laughs> he did. I didn't, you know, you never know, but well, somebody, yeah, yeah here. I remember um, last time I was here for the Grammy party, uh, and you, I had already left. There was some uh, Diego. Diego, yeah. There's some kid named Diego from yeah. Bolivia. Was, was he any good? Uh, he played my guitar like off to the side. He was okay. He was oh, okay. I he didn't. He got up on stage. No, he didn't. He didn't have it. Oh, well, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, I don't say he didn't have it. He didn't. He didn't want to do it that night. Oh. Yeah, he was okay though. Yeah, he could play. You said he was from Bolivia. Bolivia, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, 
Diego, I have his phone number. He wrote me one time randomly, just like, what's up, man? <laughs> what up, Diego? K-Pos? And just to think about, like, first experiences here, and, like, me and Matt's talked about it off the record, it's like, when you meet somebody like Jimmy, is, what do you, in your mind, it's like, what do I say to you that hasn't already been said? And like, <laughs> like you said, RL, for him to look back at you and be like, I didn't know you had it in you. You want to see his? I mean, what does I, that I, mean? I said, you know? I said. Told you, man. You should have listened to me. <laughs> you, want, you want to see his eyes light up? Ask him about the history of this place. Yeah. Anything oh, about any of it, and you, his eyes will light up. You go out there right now and ask him if this is the longest blues running festival there is, and his eyes will get this big around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or ask him about Jack Owens. Or, you know, ask him about any of that stuff. Ask yeah. him Henry Stuckey. Ask him about that. He'll tell you all about it. He's that. just like you know, your best buddy next to a neighbor. Yeah, man. he really is. Like yeah. the second time I don't came Don't talk here. politics with him. He don't want to talk about it. I tried to one time. I was like, what do you think about all this political stuff? I ain't worried about none of that. Alright. <laughs> Arguably the best way to be. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Keep your head down. Yep, yep. yep. I agree. So, what was you saying, Ariel? I'm sorry. I said the second time I came here, remember, after the festival, Pulled up, yeah, pulled up front of the door, and Jimmy comes running. I, I, come on, fix my guitar. Uh, like, he, 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 he does. He did me too. Did him in the same car. Yeah. I, I, fix my guitar. <laughs> my buddy uh, Taylor Hollinsworth, they did a short I, little Oklahoma run, a two, yeah. two stop run, and uh, it cracked me up. It's it's on the podcast before this. I said did they play together? Yesterday. Yeah, they played together. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's sound guy came to Taylor and he said, uh, if you don't mind, um, tune up Jimmy's guitar. And he looked over at Jimmy, he's like, how do you tune it? And Jimmy's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I had to find it myself. That's yeah. what, he yeah. come down to Clarksdale to play private party thing. I was there helping, hanging out. Opening house, not private. But uh, he comes running. I want my buddy, where's our Where's our yeah. You get it close, he'll, he'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is C sharp, G sharp, C sharp, E, G sharp, C sharp, and he goes a little south of that yeah, to his right. voice. But yeah, that that's it. I mean, it's not, cool. it's not that incredibly complicated once you pick it up and start playing on it. But you know, if, if you have no idea where to start, <laughs> that's the problem. Most people have no, they're on their in standard tuning or. Open E or yeah, open G like or a, something, and the night trying that we to find set up it. and practice. Oh, oh, stay, on yeah. stay on the G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after you left, you know the guitar was still tuned. Ben Tony and like me and Matt was just kind of passing it back and forth, and, like figuring little things out because there, there's there's boxes everywhere. Yeah. You just gotta. Yeah, yeah. I, I just picked it up one time and figured out a hard time killing floor and was like. Yeah, it's right there. On the time it's right there where the C would normally yeah, be. Bum, yeah. bum, you know what I mean? Yeah. Three, two, open, and then but your, your the notes are way different. But that's what right. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Messed around and figured out how to play "Come Together" by the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> Bentonia. Bentonia. Well, that's in why Bentonia. Blues Man's so fun. Yeah. That's why Blues Man's so fun because he doesn't play in Bentonia tuning normally, but I've seen him pick up Jimmy's guitar before, and play Tennessee Whiskey, in Bentonia tuning. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just knows his way around. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just from years and years of it. And that's the thing about, like, it goes back to what Ariel was saying earlier. Like, Jimmy looking back, well, I didn't know you had it in you. It's like, man, once you finally feel it, like, you can yeah, just find it. that's what he told, he told Matt one time. Matt was up there, and he was, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And then Jimmy, rhythm, Jimmy yeah. told him, he said, stop trying, to, stop trying to do that. Just watch my foot. 
and since then Matt's been dead on with him every time. You know what I mean? It just yeah. you gotta learn the little tricks. They but have I mean, their like, little tricks, and you just don't know. Matt's had a little bit of training. Yeah, he knows a little bit about drums, but and it is it's just a little touch different. Like your background, I mean, you did it in college and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and still had to had to have the. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like it goes it's just, one little mm-hmm. bit further. Yeah, but you know, if well, you're a real musician, you're always willing to learn. When so. you play in college and when you're tra- classically trained, it's almost like reading a book more than writing the book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no real creativity. It's just learning how to read the book. So, yeah. I feel like I've gotten a better musical education in the last seven years playing with Philip, playing all sorts of different styles, meeting different people, and that's like when my real musical education began. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, uh, just final thoughts to walk it on out the door is, um, man, where do you go from here? Like, uh, what what are your plans? What are you gonna do next, Ariel? Hopefully, play with Groove Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play double bass. Yeah. yeah. Man, right. that would be so cool. Hell yeah. One hundred. Let's see. Too. Let's see if they got like a like a ten minute gap anywhere tonight. Yeah. And be like. Psst. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. we got a little uh, project. We need to come down to Clarksville and hang out with you. <laughs> we do, yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you know, getting back opened up now. You got any shows coming up? Uh, the only thing scheduled is the uh, Ozark Scarbuck Festival. You no, know, we need to do, we need to get like five or six shows just put together through the Delta and down this way, and let you open, and have maybe DJ Hussman, You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Obi Riley. Have him have like two openers, and then yeah, everybody jam. Because he's learned a little from from Jimmy too, and he he plays his stuff in C. But how hard would it be to move to C sharp? You know what I mean? That'd be a lot of fun though. We should yeah, do that'd that. That'd be great. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Pandemic crap and all. Yeah, that kind of put a stop to it. But kinda we can. Crazy. I think we're I think we're back Same open now. Shit. I think we're good to go. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to that. Is like, man, if you could put something together like that, that just you could really expose a lot of people to this. We're fisting to this, too, man. It's special, man. I feel like, like if you've yeah. been to Bentonia, you got to come. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah if you call yourself a blues fan, musician, whatever, and you've never been to Bentonia, Mississippi, you are, you're missing an education. I've been for the last two years, man. Education, yeah. son. Lockdale's you get cool. You know, there's a lot of, but man, you got to get down to Bentonia. This is the real old school yeah. kind of, this is how I mean, it was like 70 years ago. Of, yeah. Yeah, the last of the real. real, real this feels yeah. like the last shotgun house blues. Yeah, like just you know, old. Like Reds and Clarksdale is really cool, and it's still the good old feel, but it's, this is just totally different. Right. I mean, look what we're doing right now. We're like in a little it's back room of this place. You can hear Nick Wade playing, you yeah. know what I mean? And it just sounds like how different would it have been in the 1940s other than that air yeah. conditioner? Right? Not much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not much different well, at all. Henry's more sweat back then. Yeah. Yeah, with the and you still got Bentonia Blues. You know what I mean? Well, the one thing I want—we're talking forty-nine years. Right, right. And so what I want to what I want to close out with myself is that anybody listening to this, do everything you possibly can to keep this alive. Yeah. Because it's going to take you know interest in the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to really keep this place alive. But just imagine how how awesome that would be if seventy-five years from now this place is still here. The blues music, you know still, what I mean? And, and cool. That'd be crazy. I'm trying to remember how you and I connected, but uh, I'll never forget the podcast that we did on your porch and the exposure to Bentonia blues. And yeah. It forever changed the way that I play music and the way I look yeah, at music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And if, if it wasn't for that, like, 
I would have never known. Yeah, I, I've rarely even used a pick in the last two years. Like, once <laughs> I came over here the first time, I basically threw the knee ass man. That's what I mean, that's the first thing Jimmy to told me, yeah. man. He was like, you play with a pick? I said, no, sir. He said, throw them things away. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to play, to be, you ain't going to play Ben Tony with a pick. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, unless you're going to tape them to all your fingers. Throw that damn pick away. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, final thoughts? Anything you want to add? Final thoughts. Uh, I won't be on the spot, but I've had a great time today. Oh, Jesus. It's been, it, it's a real experience every time you come out of here. No matter how many, whether it's five or 500, you still feel the essence of the blue front. Mm-hmm. Just on your back when you're at the front porch. That's right. right. Yeah. You can't you can't come out here without feeling yeah, so, I mean, 75 I was, years of history before you. No, I was talking to Gilbert about doing the podcast in the back for four months now, and then like just two weeks ago, like, hey, not only do you get to podcast and cover Bentonio Festival. You get to play. You get to play in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank y'all once again. Hey, no problem. 100%. Right. Any, anything else? All right, before we go? Just keep on keeping on. Just keep on do it. Do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Do your thing. Do your thing. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Poor's Talk. And that wasn't so bad, was it? If you've been with Port Sox since day one, you know that uh, uh, sometimes we were recording in some rather ridiculous places, and we had a lot going on, so this is not the first time that we've done that. If you're new to Port Talk, uh, we have episodes like this to where we're, we're in a hostile environment, and by hostile, I just mean the Mississippi heat. We were just trying to stay cool in a small room in a brick building with a tin roof. So, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed all the content. It was so good to sit down with R.L. Superbad. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he does for uh, music and uh, so creative an artist. And Groove Johnson, of course. I get to play with those guys, Philip and Matt. Always a pleasure. All right, we're going to get on out of here with some Groove Johnson. And uh, I can't wait to get my hands on some RL Superbad so I can share that with you on the show. We're out of here. Rate and review the show. Thank you so much. Uh, There'll be more episodes like this. Just throwing it out there. The blue sky weaving Make you hide And move the blue sky Ride the blue sky And we'll hide We'll hide
Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.